Hello. Greetings to all of the saints from Pastor Teresa Smith here at the Father's Church of Tucson in Southern Arizona. I was very excited to hear that Voices was going to be starting up again, and I've been really blessed by the last few messages that I've listened to and so encouraged, and I hope that this message today will be an encouragement to all of you also. Um, First of all, I wanted to just share with you how I started to study what we're going to talk about today. I woke up uh, not too long ago and I was praying over some things and the Lord spoke to me really clearly and he said, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And that in itself was a very much an encouragement to me, but I began to think about what does be of good cheer really mean? And so the next morning when I woke up, I couldn't get that verse out of my out of my thoughts and I began to study and I wanted to share with you the things that I have learned about what that actually means. So um, today we're going to turn to a scripture that's in John 16. It's um, John 16, 32 and 33. If you wanted to turn with me, you can. Um, And it says, Behold, the hour is coming, yes, now has come, that you will be scattered each to his own, and you will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And so this is what we're going to look at is in 33 where it says, Be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. First, let's look and see where this is in the Bible story itself. Philip had said in chapter 14, he said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be sufficient for us. <laughs> Good enough, Lord, if you show us the Father. And so Jesus launches into those long chapters in John that if you have a red print Bible, there's lots of red print there because Jesus is praying and talking. And he says lots of things that we're that we know very well. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He promises that the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, is going to come and be with us. He says that... He is the true vine, and we are the branches, that if we abide in him, we'll bring forth fruit, but without him, we can't do anything. He tells us to keep his commandments. He um, tells us to abide in his love. He says, I call you not servants, but friends. Here we find that um, that passage that's so well known that says, greater love has no one than this, that they lay down their life for their friends. It tells us that the world is going to hate us and that our sorrow will turn to joy. And then we come to this pivot point, I think, here in these verses. First, in all those things that Jesus just said, he was focusing on the disciples. And then the disciples say that, aha, you know, we understand finally you're speaking plainly to us. And Jesus said, oh, so do you now believe? And then he gives them verse 32 and 33 and tells them about what's going to be happening. The hour is coming and is now come. It is right then that they're going to be scattered each to his own and they're going to leave Jesus alone. And yet he knows he's not alone because the father is with him. And then he says, I've told you these things so that you can have peace, Irene, peace, In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And I can't help but think that, 
in these days that we live in. Of course, we have tribulation. We we feel that, don't we? Tribulation is a word that means a pressing together, a pressure, anguish, a burden, a persecution or trouble means that we're really being squeezed. And I think a lot of us can feel that now um, with all of the socioeconomic things that are going on in our world with the governments and with wars and rumors of wars and all of the things that seem to be escalating. We know there's tribulation. And yet in this passage, Jesus says, in the world, you are going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So be of good cheer. What does that mean? It doesn't just mean be happy. It's not don't worry, be happy. It's not just that. It's not just being happy, grin and bear it. It's take heart Have courage, be bold, be confident in God. You know, I looked up some other places where this word is used, this this word tharseo, which is the word that is of good cheer. And the other places that it's used, it's really interesting to see what they are. We, We see it when Paul goes before the Sanhedrin. We see it where the woman touched the hem of Jesus' garment it's in that passage. It's in the passage where there's the man with the palsy and Jesus says, take up your mat and walk. We see it in two different places where Jesus was walking on the water. And in the blind Bartimaeus passage in in Mark 10, that word is in there as well. And it really struck me that all of the places that we see be of good cheer, where this word is used, and I think there's eight of them in the New Testament, it was really remarkable to me that each one precedes a miraculous event. And so isn't overcoming the world a miraculous event? <laughs> it's a miracle. And we are invited to walk daily in this same miracle of overcoming that Jesus has promised because he has done the work for us. So he is calling us to overcome. That word overcome means to utterly vanquish. It means triumphant victory. You know, it promises that we're going to have peace. And we've learned in the saints that peace doesn't just mean having a quiet time. It means that there was a a battle and the victory was won. And that's what true peace is. It was when we come into that, that next season, you know, Jesus prays all of these things that he's just prayed in John 16. And then he goes forth into the events that walk him on to the crucifixion and then the resurrection. So what could be more, um, apparent in the resurrection than there was triumphant victory that there he utterly vanquished that he totally destroyed the works of darkness and has brought us to a place where we can also overcome that we can walk in the world but not be of the world but we can overcome in our daily lives so we can have that confidence and he he calls us to put aside the pressure, the pressing, the tribulation that we walk in, and to be of good cheer. His promises are for us just the same as they were for the apostles when he was telling them these things. And so I just really want to encourage all of us to know that 
we walk in the moment of the miraculous that every day that we walk in Christ, that we are walking in a miracle because he overcame the world. He says to us, be of good cheer. No matter what you see around you, something astounding is about to take place. Jesus has utterly vanquished the world and all of the systems in it. And his kingdom is not only coming, but it's here. The kingdom is here. And we are called to partake of that and to walk in it with him. And his promises to us are secure. So I say to you, Jesus has overcome. Be of good cheer, saints. And so I ask that God would pour out into us the sure and strong knowledge that he has overcome, that we also walk in Christ, and therefore we walk in the overcoming grace that Christ has poured out upon us. Let's pray. Father, we just ask that you would hide in our hearts your words and your promises, that we would not be shaken, that we would be those that are able to take heart that we would have courage, that we would have that boldness that you've called us to as saints. And Lord, we welcome your Holy Spirit to come and make these words alive to us. And we love you, Lord. And we just ask that you would continue to um, allow us to partner with you as we say yes to you. In Jesus' name, amen. And saints, I bless each one of you. I thank you for joining with me today. And I ask that the God, that our Father just blesses you abundantly. And I hope to see lots of you at the seminar in Dallas in March. Love you all. Bye.